Uh, I was born in a haunted house, literally right. born in a haunted house. So my life was a bit like Sixth Sense. Okay. So like the little lad in Sixth Sense, there was there were spirits. I'd yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and there were spirits over me face. My name is Nick Nagarko and you are locked into Culture TV. For the culture, by the culture. Let's go. James, thank you so much for coming down, mate. No problem. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. relaxed. Yeah. Chilled. Yeah. So you would describe yourself as a psychic medium? Yeah, that's what I would uh, I'll say I am. Okay. When did you first realise that you had those abilities? Well, I would say uh, 1990, okay. I would say. But like most mediums, I started as How old were you in 1990? God, don't even ask me that question. I have no idea. Uh, uh, maybe in my 20s or okay. something like that. Okay. And so you felt, so it, what I'm basically what I'm getting at, it wasn't something that you knew as a child that you had. It was something that came on a little bit later in life. Well, uh, I was born in a haunted house, literally right. born in a haunted house. So my life was a bit like Sixth Sense. Okay. So like the little lad in Sixth Sense, there was there were spirits. I'd yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and there were spirits over me face. Yeah. Or you would. It was also a bit like Scooby Doo because you'd have hands coming from under the bed or hands reaching out to you on the staircase. But again, as a child, you could think, you know, looking at it now, you'd say to yourself, mm, "Was that your imagination?" And what so, do you think? It was haunted. The house was haunted. Are you sure it wasn't your imagination? Uh, no, it was haunted. Because later on, yeah. when I started working as a medium and then speaking to family members, they'd say, oh, that house was like, ter you know, terrible. You know, the top of the stairs was weird and yeah. there was something at the top of the stairs and things. Yeah. So, yeah, but like everybody, you know, you get into puberty and then you have your mind going different ways. Yeah, exactly, so you're yeah. not really into, uh, you know, you're not going to sort of talk into spirits and whatever. Uh, but what sort of instigated me, I read books, you know, I yeah. read all the books uh, that was out, uh, Doris Stokes books and things like that. Yeah. So I had an interest in my mum. My mum had an interest in it as well. And uh, then in 1989, that's when my father passed over, died. Right. And like... You know, most people, they want to talk to, you know, somebody who's passed over. Yeah. And so I went to a spiritualist church. Okay. And the spiritualist church turned around and said, uh, you know, the, it's funny as you get older, you start getting a bit, I uh, don't know what the word is, you know, you listen to some psychics, the way they talk, and you think, it's just, they say the same thing over it. You know, yeah. you could do this. Everybody yeah. has the ability. It's yeah. not just one person who can do it. It's okay. every single person. Okay. But it's your sort of... Uh, you know, your motivation to open yourself up to it more, yeah. to see what it is, how to, you know, what is spirit and what is imagination. Yeah. Uh, you do need a good imagination to be a medium uh, because the way the spirit world will work with you. Okay. So, you know, you, you do have to have that and you have to be creative as well. And so all that sort of kicks in when you... So when you are talking to a spirit, yeah, what do you see? Uh. Well, first of all, you can hear voices. So you can hear a voice coming through. So that's And called, is that a human voice? It's like a human voice, yeah. So it's like clear, it's called clear audience. So you're yeah. hearing voices. But then people will say, uh, you know, you, you're opening your third eye. Yeah. And so some people would say, you know, they've seen it straight there. But what you do get is a lot of spirits that would, uh, if I was doing a reading for you, mm -hmm. I would be looking, I wouldn't really look at you. I'd be turned away and looking at spirit. 
but it is, it's there, but it's not there. Okay. So it's a bit strange uh, until it's you, you know, when it becomes really, really solid. But when you when you start work, you may start working as a medium. You may get a voice. You may see something. You may uh, sense something, but you don't necessarily get everything. So uh, you get, uh, you know, you may hear, you might feel. So when you start working and you start developing that, yeah. it becomes stronger. And so, for instance, again, if, if you were doing a reading for somebody, the spirit would sort of manifest. So you may start at a pair of shoes, but that may be significant to you. So say, for instance, I was saying something like your great granddad is coming through and you had a close relationship with him. And I turned around and said, uh, I just get this feeling as a, a granddad coming through. Mm-hmm. And the way I work as well, I have to, there's none of this. Uh, I'm getting a man coming through. Yeah, I have got to be correct. Yeah. And so I've got to turn around and either get the confirmation off the person, mm-hmm. say I'm his granddad, or mm-hmm. I've got to sense, the, I've got to sense the relationship. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, I've got to re- work out. And how do you sense that relationship? It's the energy. So it's yeah. the energy and the, the love and the affection. And then it is like the, the you get a feel of a father, a feel of a, of a mother, mm-hmm. mother feeling. And so you just work on that, that okay. sort of energy. And then what happens is the more you're connecting with them and the more, so I could turn around and say, oh, they're coming through and they've got a pair of trainers on. Mm. And that could be significant because it's like everyone, I think, a granddad in a pair of slippers, uh, sorry, in a pair of uh, trainers, for instance. And, but that might be significant to you because you could say, well, my granddad always wore uh, trainers. Yeah. But if the, they can be very, they can come back with a sort of sense of humor. And so they might have a pair of sandals, Nike sandals, you yeah. know, and you've just said, it's got Nike on them. And you say, yeah, that's just him. That's So then what happens is they will build up. So they might have, uh, for instance, uh, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and her father had passed over. And when he appeared, he appeared in a pair of shorts. Right. But and the you shorts, could physically see him in yeah. shorts. And can you, what do you see? Do you see a physical human being on earth or what do you, like... What is it that you, what is it you see? Again, it sort of builds. So what you what with him, how he started, which was really strange. I've, I knew there was a father figure there, but I didn't know that she'd lost a father. And I said, I've got this gentleman coming through, and I said, it's you know, I get this feeling it's like a father figure, and uh, the, the the stronger to become. I said, is this has your father passed over? And it was just mm-hmm. a bit unlikely when I was talking to her because I don't know why you know everybody you can lose your father at any age, can't yeah. you? And so the next thing he done was he kicked his leg up in the air and I noticed he had bare legs. Right. And then the next thing, I noticed he had a pair of uh, shorts on, but they were like army shorts. Right. And I said, he's kicking his legs up and showing me his, his bare legs and he's got a pair of shorts on and she just like cried and she said, that's me dad. And I went, I said, he's dead straight. He's got like really good sense of humor. And uh, she said, we buried him in a pair of shorts and we thought it was funny because that he wanted, that's what he wanted. Right. So when you get stuff like that coming through, wow. it's very hard to argue. Yeah. So you, you get, so spirit, the, they want to work with you, you know, they want to work with you and they will uh, help you to try and get the message over if they've got a message to give. And with some people, the, uh, you know, some people need it, mm-hmm. need it. It's a lot of the people that come to you for a reading. And this is where people say you're, 
sort of, let's say, robbing people because they're vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, is because they are, you know, a lot of them are vulnerable, but it's the questions that they, they have for themselves is, what if, what if I'd been there before they passed? You know, you get people who turn around. It's, it's so common that when someone dies in a hospital and you just happen to walk out the door just as they die and people turn around and say, you know, uh, I wasn't there when they died and I feel so regret, you know, yeah. and they might've been there 17 hours before, but yeah. they took a step out. So they come, so they come for a reading. So mm. they basically come to have a consolation or whatever to, to say, using the like father. closure. Yeah. Like closure. So the, and that's it. That's why they would come for a reading. What from doing this work, what has, how has it shaped your opinion of the afterlife? Uh, I have to say, I hundred percent believe in it. I, yeah. I believe in it, but what do you think it is, though? Uh, th that's the question. That you know, what is it? Um, uh, millions of people ask. Were you know, do all these spirits who just hanging around waiting that's what to I mean. give messages? What are they doing? Just waiting for you know, but then for God, like, what are they doing? But then the. <laughs> Yeah, again, so it all be goes with your belief and yeah. your, you know, if you've been brought up in a certain religion, you know, uh, we'd have to go, we'd mm -hmm. gone to heaven and whatever. I was brought up as a Catholic, mm -hmm. so, and a lot of mediums would have, you know, uh, sorry, actually, you know, as a Catholic, you're not really supposed to go and see a medium, mm -hmm. and I was brought up as a Catholic, but you get a lot of people. Are you still a Catholic? I believe in God. I yeah. believe in God, but then the question you believe is... believe in Catholicism as a religion? Uh... I don't, do. You don't want to offend your mum now, here, do you? No, no. <laughs> uh, because I've been to loads of religious places, yeah. but I've you know been to uh, you know churches and things like yeah. that. I believe in it. I, I believe in God, and I believe in uh, uh, you know I believe in <laughs> it's, it's. How can I answer that? It's without offending people. I, I believe in God and mm. I believe in uh, if there's a, a true Catholic religion, I believe in that. But I think that the Catholic religion sort of twisted around. Well, I, I think, I mean, my, my perception of it is, is that, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I believe in God. Um, I am, my background is that my dad's Indian. So his, he was, his religion is Hindu by birth, but he never followed it or had any sort of real, um, major interest in it my mum same she was christian but not really into it but my nana she was she was a big methodist mm. and she used to take me to to like to church and stuff like that. and i used to really enjoy it so i'd go like sunday school um and i'd go to church with my nana and and i got quite into you know the stories and and everything i wouldn't say that i was um i was like a raging christian or anything but like i got quite into it and then as i got older you start start questioning it and then I started doing quite a bit of research into like religion because I did find I do find it interesting how they've come about and how these you know two thousand year old books have have managed to still stay relevant mm -hmm. you know today. Um, but I think well, it's like you say, what was written eighteen hundred years ago and what exists today is two different things for the majority. And I think it has been twisted and manipulated to serve political purposes essentially. And I think that's where we've kind of, I think that's the problem with religion. If you take the actual message of most of these religions, of all, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. Certainly Christianity, like Catholicism, Judaism, and Islam, they're pretty much the same book. Mm. 
it's just like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's how you interpret it. Yeah. It's like the Bible, how you interpret it. You know, you could you could pull it to pieces. Yeah. The Bible and there's certain things that you can't do, and then there's certain things, you know, and the you know the saying. You I'm can't not into this. the whole selling fear element. Like, it's not. Don't do this, or God the... will strike you down. Like, I can't. I mean, I understand some people choose to believe that. Me personally, I just can't get on board with that. Mm. I just don't believe there's. If there is a God, and I do believe that there is, and the God that I believe exists, I don't believe He's waiting for you to fuck up so He can punish you. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, at the you know you can, you get to the end of your life and say as a Catholic you get the last rites and yeah. you know uh, please forgive please forgive them. So you get the you know if you think of it that way you can be a mess all your life and mm. then you're just gonna get forgiven at the end of it. <laughs> and then people turn around and say you know you're gonna go to hell. But if God loves you, you're not going to go to hell. And I think, why create a hell well, if He loves us? But is there a, is there a hell? Well, exactly. But then I've with with my work and what I've done and how it sort of progressed. You know, you go to you go to venues where there's a ghost or a spirit or whatever, mm -hmm. and you, you you know there'd be something that uh, less experienced spirit. I would say not necessarily evil. I say less experienced because I believe that you're here to experience life. Yeah. And it's you know if you if you believe in you have a spirit, your spirit you know it's all to do with coming onto the earth, experiencing something, yeah. and then got moving on. And then I know it's an easy way to say it. And then you say to yourself, do you, do you know what? I may go down. I may go down next time and yeah. be a giraffe. Yeah. Just to experience that. No, I I, I, uh, I totally agree. That's exactly what I believe. I think you. You come to this earth in however many forms or life lives that you live mm. to learn something different I also, and to grow and evolve. I also believe time and space is irrelevant as well. And that, uh, you know, you hear people, uh, you know, one of my uh, friends has been on your show and uh, past life regressionist. Okay. And, uh, you know, you won the, the tales. Totally. Yeah. One of the tales you hear is, you know, people's, uh, you, they're always Cleopatra or they're always, a, you know, they're always a king. Or you get the odd, you get the odd servants, you know, coming through and things yeah. like that. And I believe I've thought about this, you know, as an argument to people. And I think it's sort of, uh, I don't even remember the, the program Quantum Leap. Yeah. But you were basically, you know, it's popping in and out of lives. Yeah. And I believe you can actually, because let's just look at it as a, a line yeah. of a time, a timeline. Yeah. And I believe that you could die now, yeah. but pop back and be Cleopatra. Well, they, they say time is a ball, isn't it? They yeah. say time isn't, because we, in a 3D world, I'm going to get deep on you here, but in a 3D world, we experience time as in one, two, three, four, five, six in a 3D world, but in a 4D world or a five-dimensional world, you're no longer following this up, down, left, right dimensions. Mm. You then have four, the fourth dimension, which is time. Now, quantum, there's a quantum theory that suggests that time is, is a ball. So in the sense that everything that's ever happened all happens at exactly the same time everywhere. So when you were born to when you die, <clears throat> is all happening at the same time. And I suppose in that sense, like I kind of, with your idea, I kind of agree with you that, yeah, let's say you, you could be, you could die in 2021 and maybe be reborn in the 1800s or. Because time's irrelevant. And yeah. it's like, you know, after the COVID thing, I turned around and said, I think we should just take 2020 mm. out of the calendar. And let's go back and call this 2020, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but the way we're programmed, 
you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But it's the, everything's, you know, if you go back to Stone Age, they didn't have days. They didn't have, well, they had days. They had, they probably, they had seasons, yeah. but they didn't have years, did they? And mm, the probably not. In the, I reckon they would have done though, like, because they would have, they all, they worshipped the equinoxes, didn't they? So like you had your winter equinox and the summer equinox. So they would have been tallying up. There would have been seasons, but they wouldn't have turned around and said, oh, uh, you know, as the leaves started falling, they'd probably say, no, this is going to be awesome now. Yeah. But they wouldn't have been saying, no, it's like the 4th of October. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, again, it's just the way we are yeah. uh, and how, you know, we, we're sort of, uh, I don't know, boxed into things. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. You know, what I, I read, I read uh, a quite a lot of books as well and i just think to myself it's very closed-minded to turn around i don't mean about god yeah but it's very closed-minded to turn around and say there is nothing because it makes you nothing yeah. really and it's you know as energy mm -hmm. and i just think to myself i don't understand atheism i don't i don't get how i mean what a depressing life to think that i'm just gonna live and then die and then that's that and like, do whatever you want do whatever you want. Really. Well, I think I think I might I'll probably get a stick for this, but I don't. I don't care. I don't even care. I just say what I say. What I want. It's my show. <laughs> um, I just think without yeah, without some sort of moral harness, whether that means you believe in God, like you don't have to be a, a believer in God. I don't believe in that. But to believe in nothing, do you know what I mean? I just find that it can't be healthy. It can't be good for your soul because at, at what point do you say, well, this is right and this is wrong? How do you then, where's your moral compass at? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think belief in something is important and bringing, like circling that back to religion, like whether the whether religion is true or false, I think is kind of irrelevant. Um, a lot of the messages within all of these religions are very positive. And if we were to take those lessons and say, right, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. I mean, these are, it's basically common sense really, isn't it? Mm. But it's good messages that we should be sharing and passing down to, you know, to, to kids and whatnot. But I think without a backbone and core belief, I just feel like you can just so easily get lost in the world. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, for me, it's uh, prayer. I've, I mean, I don't say, I'm not saying, you know, go on my knees praying all the time. Do you meditate? Yeah. I meditate uh, every day. Do you? Yeah, it's part of uh, my sort of. If I can't, if I don't do it, uh, I feel very anxious. Yeah. And because of my belief as well, I feel by meditate, and I meditate completely different than uh, I would say other people. How do you meditate? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I meditate, you know, just go into a sort of quiet mode. I have yeah. a meditation room. I have incense going and I completely close my mind. Yeah. But it is even the even the best, the people are, you know, the best, the Buddhas and all this sort of stuff. They, uh, they cannot clear the mind. They cannot clear the mind. So it's all you need to do, going back to time, all you need to do is get split seconds, split seconds or minutes of peace from mm -hmm. your mind because that's what will help you. And so when you see all these Buddhists all sitting there, they, they're trying to get these minutes going longer. Mm -hmm. You know, five. You, I, yeah. I mean, if you can do five minutes completely blank, yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So what you've got to do, you've got to meditate uh you know, as much as you can and try and get these minutes in because then, so you just try and clean your mind out. Uh, but, you know, if you completely clear, that's why the, the Buddhists can't do it. Uh, 
because I believe that if you completely clear your mind, I think you're going to die. Because if your mind completely clears and there's nothing there, I think your body just starts shutting down because your mind's, you know... Well, did you hear... Have you seen... There's this guy in India, right? And he's been in... I mean, they might be faking this, but apparently not. Apparently not, according to YouTube. So I don't know how, I don't know how true this is, but apparently there's a guy in India who meditated without food or drink for two years. Mm -hmm. So no water for two years. Now I thought you're dead after 72 hours with no water. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he's done two years. I've just sat there. So whether they're waiting for the cameras to turn off and they're giving him a quick drink, I don't know. But like, well, if, if he's slowing down everything, his heart rate, his digestive system, um, and clearing, because I think your mind sparks energy, doesn't it? So to think, if you're thinking a lot, you stress a lot, you like, you notice you get hungry, you get tired. Mm. So if he's if he's clearing his mind to a point, maybe it just sl slows everything right down. Well, with with him, I think. Do you know who I, I mean? Have you heard about this? Guy? Well, there's another one. I think they've just dug up and. <laughs> uh, I've seen it a few times on Instagram. This yeah. this uh, monk, and they reckon he was dead. They they actually reckon he was dead. And when you see a picture of him, he just looks like porcelain. And uh, but I think he's been gone. He's been out for thirty years. I mean, it's a long time. But they reckon when you completely close yourself down, it's then that your whole, you know, I'm going to contradict myself, but it's then that your whole body starts taking in energy from yeah. the outside so taking the ingredients from the outside and yeah. taking the vitamins from the, you know the sun yeah. the vitamins yeah. and so basically that's what's fed fed him and the what they done so they they found him i think he was in a glass case to be honest yeah and uh but alive then, yeah and then they've uh they've put something on him and they said there's a very tiny heartbeat and yeah. really tiny but he's still in he's still what's name they don't know what to do with him they don't necessarily like bang him on him to wake him is up is he in some kind of coma no, he's gone into exactly what he's gone into. He's a for like, thirty years. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a long time. I'm saying thirty years. What a waste! It's a, of, it's a waste of time, like, isn't it? Well, so, what's the point in being alive just to be asleep? To connect, years? connect with the energy, and when you connect, if do you <laughs> meditate then? Yeah, I try to. I've been tr recently. I've been because I, I get anxiety, so I've been like, and I, I normally I combat it normally with gym and stuff like that. But I've been trying to like also add in. Like meditation, just 10 minutes a day. So you only need 10 minutes. You need 10 minutes a day. And if you do, uh, trying to do 10 minutes of meditation without, I mean, some, I can do it. Yeah. Uh, but training yourself to do it. But you, I can get like a second or two seconds maximum. I'll just, I'll just get flashes of like of blankness. I won't get much longer than that. I go, uh, I'll tr attempt to do 30 minutes. Yeah and uh but if i feel really good i'll go on for an hour yeah and then every day yeah and then what will happen is uh i'll you know i know i sit like this and i'll I wake up i'll come out of yeah. it and you i can't move i literally can't move and what i've used from the very when i started meditating years ago uh, I have to, I, med, I use all types of meditation. I use sound waves. Mm -hmm. uh, so using sound waves to close your mind completely. It's a, but it's it's underneath, you know, like a certain frequency yeah. to, uh, to 
two watts in it, like an alpha wave. Yeah. And I use theta. I've, I've done all types of things. I have spoken meditation, but I've done lots of spoken meditation. And What's spoken meditation? When somebody's talking you through the meditation. Oh, like a guided meditation. Yeah, so the, the base, you know, this. Yeah, that's the, what I do then. That's all, that's, all, that's all I can do, really. I've done, uh, you know, we're talking about quantum. I've done... Uh, uh, Quantum jumping. I've done quantum jumping. So what's that? Quantum jumping is uh, basically you get yourself into a meditate. Say you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And I've done this quite a few times. So say you've got a problem, you basically get into a meditative state. And you, again, the creativity and mm-hmm. the imagination. So you're not really closing your mind off with this, but you're getting into a meditative state. And then what you do, uh, you sort of see a door. Yeah. And you op- go through the door. And you then have a conversation with you. So it's again, it's like dimensions. And so you're having a conversation. With your higher self. With a person from another dimension. That's the way it's sort of pitched. And so, but that person, because there's hundreds and hundreds of dimensions, thousands of dimensions. So what you're doing is you're having a conversation with a person who is being through that problem. You know, so you're going to turn around, go through the door and you see and see this, uh, have a conversation with this person. How I've done it, I was doing a... Uh, how do you not know you're just talking to yourself? Well, you are talking to yourself. But how do you not, how well, do you know it's someone from another dimension? Well, I'll give you an example of how I used it. Uh, I was uh, asked to do a radio show and uh, on the radio show, there was uh, paranormal investigators and to be honest with you, they were like let's call them professional paranormal investigators. And as a medium, the I'd been ripped to pieces by people. Lots, you know, you, you get interviewed and the yeah. medium, you know, where's, the, where's God and all this sort of stuff and where's the spirit hanging around. And so I knew I was going into a bit of a lion's den and uh, because I knew who these people were. And so I went uh, and I was worried. Re- I was worried about it. And what I'd done, I actually uh, went into, and at that, this particular time, I was doing these quantum jumping mm-hmm. meditations and for different things. And what I'd done... I, so you're I, going on this show knowing you're going to get ripped, basically. Yeah. Right. And being prepared, getting yourself prepared for right. it. Right. Because there's, again, I, d- I did lots of things to prepare myself for mm-hmm. this, because I ended up being one of the panel. Yeah. Because, anyway, so what I'd done, I quantum jumped and so i meditated quantum jumped and wanted to open the door and as he opened the door i looked i have like a corridor so i'm looking in the corridor and there i was stood there in a suit and i went and i never said anything to myself mm-hmm. this sounds weird and i was like you know i've got something i'm panicking about this and but that's just, your imagination though right is it because you've created that if it's in your well i don't know I don't know, is it? That's the thing. Like, that's, well, how it, does anyone know? How well when I meditate, uh, you know, again, is this your imagination? Uh, is me- is meditation imagination? Is it a dream? Are you falling asleep? But I've meditated in my meditated uh, room, yeah, and sat there for a few minutes, felt a shaking, like yeah. sort of shaking. Next thing, I've shaked, I've shook myself out of my body, yeah. and I've flew through the. Uh, the ceiling yeah and you, one of the things is it does happen yeah and you look down and you panic yeah and that's what pulls you back in it's like yeah. sleeping isn't it you yeah. know you sort of you say you go out of your body when you you're sleeping yeah. and so it get into that state so you come out of your body and uh so you know that's what i'm saying about meditation but what i what i did i had the 
me had this conversation, trying to have this conversation with the other me, and he was stood in a suit. And what I got from it was, wear a suit. That's okay. how, so okay. what I've done, I went to the radio station wearing a suit. Yeah. And unconsciously, this is the what, what it was, unconsciously, if you work in class, somebody in a suit has authority. Mm-hmm. And so I wore a suit and they looked me up and down and they didn't actually... Uh, I knew they'd ripped into people. They'd ripped into, I can't really mention his name, but obviously one of the celebrity mediums. Mm-hmm. And they'd got, so I knew where I was going into it. And so I basically uh, wore a suit and then it was, they looked at me because they were all in jeans and their yeah. uh, tracksuit bottoms and, you know, all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. And I was in a suit, sat there, and yeah. I felt like I was authority. Yeah. And so they wasn't going to have a go at me. Yeah, and the other thing, yeah. being red. Yeah. Been reading lots of books and things. They were throwing the questions at me, and yeah. I was just like, "What's name back?" Yeah, you know, yeah, bashing yeah. them back and whatever. And I got called back onto the show, but every time I went, to, I mean, every single week I yeah. got called to the show, and uh, I wore a suit every single week. And I, at one stage, I went in with a briefcase, yeah. but I also taught myself. We're going off the, off track, yeah, yeah. but I taught myself photo reading books. Right. And what, what I would do, I'd ask the producer of the radio show to tell me who the guests were because mm-hmm. they end up being as part of the panel. Yeah. So I'd ask the uh, the producer to tell me who the guests were on the show. And uh, I'd go to the library to see if I could find their the books, their autobiographies, yeah. and photo-read their books so that when they come on the show, yeah. uh, so I'd photo-read the books on a Thursday and go on the show on a Friday. Photo read, you mean to memorize the pitch, memorize the images? Yeah. 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 And sort of uh, when they would say, Have you got any questions, James? I'd go, Yeah, I found it interesting in your book, da 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 da, or whatever. And so I'd have a knowledge of each. But isn't that the bit, isn't that the thing that they say that that mediums do, though, is they, they research who they're going to read and then it appears that. How, how many people, how many people's lives, <clears throat> like, as you're. I don't know who's passed over, but you know, like, has, has your grandmother, has she got a, yeah, a yeah, Facebook man. page? Yeah, no. that could go to, or, you know, a YouTube, I can watch her on YouTube. Yeah, she could do, you could do it potentially with celebrities. And mm-hmm. I've, I've read celebrities. Yeah. And uh, you, one particular celebrity turned around and said she wasn't going to have a reading off me because I would know everything about her. And to be honest, I wasn't in the slightest interested in her. Yeah. You know, she yeah. was she was off one of the shows on t- actually yeah. regular TV yeah. uh, actor. And I just wasn't, I wasn't interested. Yeah. And I didn't do a reading for her. Yeah. What I'd done, I'd done a, 10 readings yeah. for the other, yeah. the other people that were in the actual house. So yeah, you can research it, but you know, Rooting round in the bins yeah. to find a, you know, an Asda, uh, you know, Asda receipt or whatever. But for me, it's the spirit world. Say, for instance, again, you know, let's use a great granddad as an example. They would come to me before I was actually going to see it anyway. Yeah. You know, you'd get the, while meditating, yeah. they would come to you, you'd get this energy. And sometimes you'd turn around and say, well, if you're with, you know, if you're here for Nick, yeah. you, uh, come back after no, that's, right. that's what you would say to them. Are you aware of the work that Robert Bigelow's doing? Uh, no. In America. So he's basically this billionaire um, in America called Robert Bigelow. Um, and he has spent millions, if not billions, of, of dollars on proving that UFOs are here, that aliens mm. exist. 
and into proving that there are entities, ghosts, whatever, but trying to scientifically prove it. <clears throat> so he's at, he's at the moment now, he's working on um, a project where they he believes that he will be able to scientifically prove that spirits exist on another realm. So it's <clears throat> it's quite interesting. You should check him out. Well, it's like the uh, magician who's yeah. recently died. Uh, what's his name? Randy. James Randy. Do you right. know about that? He had a million pound challenge and uh, to prove there was life after death and he was challenging all the, you know, and everyone was turning around and saying, uh, you know, a couple of people had put their head on the block. Yeah. James Randy asked me to do it and refused to do it. Why? Uh, because he... He done it on a radio show and he said he was quite nice to me actually, which was again was a surprise. <laughs> and he turned around and he was and most called, people not nice to you on these yeah, shows. Yeah. When you're the medium. <laughs> so uh he, and basically So you're around, used to taking a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. So when they uh, they asked me to uh, to do the million pound, the, the whole of the panel was saying, Are you gonna do it? And I went, No, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And they went, Yeah, it's a million dollars, you know, a million dollars. And I went, not interested. And Do the, you charge for readings? Yeah, I charge for reasons. I don't charge a million dollars. Yeah. But what stuck... See, I've been brought up differently. Maybe it is the way I've been brought up as a person. But my mind went back. There was two ladies and the uh, these two ladies different from different towns and whatever. But uh, one of them in Warrington, she, had, she was about 80-odd, 85, and her husband had died. And all she wanted to do was die. Right to go with her husband and she stuck in my head when that mil, you know not the million pound uh, million dollar challenge and i was thinking if i went and done that challenge and i wasn't going to win you know obviously i wasn't going to win the uh, million dollars but if i went on that and i didn't win it how does that look to her because i basically turned around and said your husband's waiting for you mm -hmm. you know and when the time's right you can go over to him there was another lady uh who she was like 80s, late 80s, and she had a son who was 60, in his 60s, and he had, uh, I don't think, I'm not sure of the term now, uh, if it's right, he had uh, sort of uh, downs, he had downs. Right, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> she was worried who was going to look after him right. if she died. Yeah. And uh, all she wanted was, uh, I think I think he was going to be, I think he was about 63. Yeah. And she wanted another two years because once he got to 65, he mm -hmm. was going to be looked after. Right, by the state. By the state. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she wanted, to, and so I had to then confirm, don't worry about it, you're going to be here another two years. So the million dollars is nothing yeah. when you're giving that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so how do you know someone would, would be there for another two years? Because it's what I'm getting from the spirit world and it's what they would turn around and say to me, she's not going now. We're not waiting for her. It's, you know, again, I had somebody who came to me with, and this is where you have to have, you have to be uh, trained by people who have uh, got empathy. Mm -hmm. Anybody can be a medium. You can pick up a set of tarot cards and, uh, you know, do your card reading, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're connecting with the spirit world or whatever. Uh, but you've got to have empathy for people. Uh, and, if, you know, I just think there was a lady who came to me who was terminally ill with cancer and she 
knew she was dying and she was quite strong, quite a strong lady, uh, the way she came into my house. Mm -hmm. when, and uh, she turned around and said to me straight, I know I'm dying. And she said, and you can't stop that. And uh, she said, but I want to know how long I've got. And I, I knew she was gonna go, I knew she yeah. was gonna go, because what happened, someone emailed me and told me that this lady was terminally ill and she was being given six months to live. Now, what you got, I'll, I'll emphasize something after I say this. So what I turned around and said is, I'm aware that you got one foot in the grave, because yeah. I could actually see that yeah. was one foot in the grave. And this was like November. And I said, but I don't think you're gonna go now. I think you're gonna go next year. And I said, I think you're going to be, you know, there's going to be, uh, I don't know, maybe another five or six months. And she died the year after. But when I told her that, she cried. And she said she'd met a guy in July and she just wanted a Christmas with him. That's all she wanted. Oh, and so she basically died. Uh, I think she died like March or April. And this guy... <clears throat> who gave me the link, said to me, yeah. she's uh, really I'm upset to tell you that she died. And I said, I'm not upset. I said, because she wanted a Christmas and she got yeah. a Christmas with that guy. What you've got to watch as well is what you say to people. Because, you know, if you have to think, I couldn't turn around and say to you, you know, uh, don't have chemo or whatever. You've just, and some people will. Mm. We'll say that because you've just got to watch exactly what you say and you follow what the doctor says. You mm -hmm. know, uh, if the doctor turned around and said you've got six months, still keep going to the doctor, yeah, still keep yeah. doing whatever. But I'm I'm saying to you from me uh, and spiritually, and you've got to say for entertainment purposes, yeah, yeah. all this sort of rubbish, uh, you've, you know, you've, you've turned around and said, I believe that you're going to live yeah. a, a, a bit longer. And obviously, you know, even your own human if you want to live yeah. as well and you've got it in you, the strength, you know, some people do, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Some people beat cancer and yeah. they say, how the heck did they beat it? Yeah. You know, it's how your brain is. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? So mm. she, um, so she, she, she did get the six months then? Well, she, had, I think she was running out of the six months when she was coming to me. I think mm -hmm. she thought, it was a bit strange. She was, I remember, I remember her email address, uh, sunken torpedo, uh, that was an email address. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she came in, she bounced into my house yeah. and sort of, and she just, just the way she was really, really strong. And I think she'd been, maybe it was her energy that kept her going, you yeah. know, whatever, you know. Uh, but she, I think she was like thinking she was going to die before Christmas because the doctors said, you got six months. And yeah. you might have so you got a lot of people with illnesses coming to you. You get, uh, well, you know, talking about Reiki and things like that, you yeah. get people uh, who want healing or they want some sort of relief or some yeah. sort of uh, relaxation or whatever. But you you really do have to watch yourself what you say these days to mm. people uh, in case you get sued you right. know, and things like that. So it is a bit more difficult yeah. now. So you, you, you know... So do you think someone could would be able to sue if, if they said, look... Um, I've got this illness, and you were to and you were to get a message through saying don't have this treatment. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't. Some people might say, "Yeah, I wouldn't." You bet. You have to. Would you pass that message on? Uh, I would have a problem passing it on, right? Unless it was like really, really strong energy of mm -hmm. somebody. But I don't think I wouldn't turn around and say, "Don't have the medication." I've mm -hmm. got to, you know, you can't even turn around and say if you if a lady comes or a young girl comes to you and she's pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, 
and she hasn't done a scan or whatever, or you turn around and she says, I want to know I'm a... You get people coming up to you and say, I want to know I'm a, I'm a pregnant, and you go, have you not had a pregnancy test? Yeah. It's like, why come to a psychic to yeah. ask them that? And would so, you be able to tell, though? If, if, if you got a message free, would you tell someone, yeah, you're pregnant? Again, with me, it's working with the spirit world, so the spirit yeah. world uh, is telling, will be telling me something, yeah. and so they may say, she's pregnant, or the... You, for a lot of years, I had people who were coming to me who couldn't have children. Mm. And they were like contacting me and saying, you know, can you tell me if I'm going to have children? And we tried IVF and all this sort of stuff. And they'd go, that's a hard uh, question. Mm. But, you know, you would have to, you'd have to be honest with them. Mm. You know, you have to be honest with them. Because, you know, it's like uh, you can turn around to people and say, I did say to, uh, I did say to this girl once, uh, that she was going to get pregnant. Mm. And she just laughed. She just laughed <clears> at me. <throat> and she walked off. I was doing a reading in yeah. uh, in a social club uh, in Yorkshire somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I said this to this this girl. And the I think she might have even asked me, am I ever going to get pregnant? And yeah. I turned around and said, yeah, you're going to get pregnant. And da, da, da. you know, what's the sex and whatever. And she walked, had the reading and walked off. About five minutes later, a mum ran across the, uh, the pub, uh, the club and turned around and went you just turned around and said uh, my daughter's gonna uh, get pregnant and I went well that's what I've got and she went how can she when she's gay and I went what's that got to do with anything yeah. I said she could adopt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly some yeah. Pe- it's just way some people are so when you're doing a reading how long does it take you to get in tune with the person you're reading uh it really depends yeah uh, so you can sit down and you can your spirit could just come in mm-hmm. but with me it is all to do with the spirit and yeah. so, sort so of, like you're talking to me now have you had a spirit come to you totally. i would i would basically turn around and say to you uh it would be forced onto me yeah it's so, and so be, but say so what i'm saying is while you've been talking to me now for the past to, half an hour yeah you've not had a spirit come to try and tell you anything about me no, I'm not no. backtracking out of it. I'm yeah, not. yeah. No, no, I'm asking the genuine question, yeah. Because uh, you have got to be in a certain uh, relaxed state Exactly, as well. yeah. So you have to be relaxed state and to pick up the energy. So we no use me turning around and saying to you, oh, I've got this man coming to you. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I don't need to score the points. I want spirit to do it. Yeah. You know, I really get yeah. something out of it. I get yeah. a kick out of it. And so for me, it is, I do get paid for my readings and things, but sometimes you do a reading for somebody and you just think, oh, I don't really want it because yeah. it was like, so it just the energy. Yeah. Because for instance, if there was a gentleman who wanted to come through to you and start yeah. uh, having a conversation with you, yeah. uh, how it would start, for instance, they could come forward and try to man- try to show me that they're manipulating you. So, for instance, they, they may turn around and say, he needs to turn around and look back at what he's done. Right. And I'd, that might not be, if I was doing reading for you, that might be significant to you. Mm-hmm. But to anybody else, he wouldn't. Right. But if I was getting the message, that's what I would say to you. Right. I've, and I would say say to you that whatever you've done in the past, I think you really need to look back at it. Yeah. I'm t- actually, you need to look back at it because it looks good. And I think you've got that experience. You've got whatever you've done. Mm-hmm. So for me, you must be looking at something now mm-hmm. that you may be 
worried about doing. Mm -hmm. There may be a project that Mm -hmm. you're worried about doing. Uh, Maybe it's to do with experience. You might be doing something bigger, Mm -hmm. but you're worried about it and you're thinking, I don't know if I I can do it. I don't want to do it. But what the spirit would be saying to me is, look at where you've come from and look where you are now. You've got all that experience and you utilize that. That would be how they would work with me. How that would be put forward. And do you sometimes... Do you get negative energies coming through? You get, uh, well, it depends on where, you know, you get, you, I mean, just as examples, you would get, it's hard to say negative, it's less experienced spirit. Right. And so some of them can be a bit darker. So a less experienced spirit, would you say, would, would say could tend to be more, what's the word? If you went to a venue... So a, a less experienced bit is a new soul. No, it's... if or a, a new soul died. could be... A new soul may not have any sort of hang-ups, no, yeah. no, nothing, you know... Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you would... Uh, it's like a new soul, so right. they want to experience, so there may not be any negativity. But what you get, for instance, you, you know, talking about ghosts and things like that, you, you will get... Uh, say a murderer's Passover. Yeah. If you imagine, do you know Ghost the film? Yeah. It is a bit like that, right? And so what would happen is, you know, when you die and it goes and the music starts and then all the white lights come for you. Yeah. Uh, it's like you go off with the white lights and things. Or the, the spirits, you know, the one of the things you turn around to, but the grandmother came for him and took him away and whatever. And so with what you find is that you, if you go to a sort of haunted location, for instance, they and a negative a negative or less experienced spirit is there, they may have seen that light, the lights come from, and they went, no, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. So they just stay there, they just stay there, and they don't go, and that's why they haunt in the place. So what? And so, so that, but can they go? Yeah, they can go, because going back to God. You know, yes, they may have done something negative here, but it's like they, they may look and go, oh my God, I've now got to pay the penalty. Mm. So you get people who do yeah. get that opportunity. So when you go to sort of exercise a house, mm. it, you can bring in spirits, you have guides and all, you know, let's say angels and things. Yeah. They will be working with you to try and move this spirit out. Right. So you can get, uh, as examples, uh, you... There was four, I've been to, I went to a, a house, I'm trying to think, worry, I'm in Manchester, uh, but it was wet, very wet behind the ears yeah. when I went to this venue. And this guy was like crying on the phone to me and he was saying, can you come to the house? Yeah. And I said, what's the problem? And he said, I need you to come to the house. And again, I was like really excited. Mm-hmm. I was like young and thinking, I've got to go to this house, see this ghost and whatever. Yeah. And when I got to it, it was just horrible. You walked in and you felt it. It was yeah. just dark energy. It was just like really, really dark energy. And this spirit was uh, sort of pushing him and prodding him and uh, waking him up in the middle of the night and throwing him out of the bed and all this type of stuff. Just having a laugh. And a bit more, a bit extreme. Uh, so and basically, how? What do you think? What What was the spirit's intention? Do you think in that? Is this spirit just like I'm just take the piss out of this guy and keep him up all night? Or? Yeah, yeah, but worse, <clears throat> worse than that. And uh, what? How like done, what? Uh, can you go? How far can you go? On, 
It's not he was, PG. <laughs> he, was, he was getting raped. He was literally getting raped. By and a spirit. So, <clears throat> so how does that work? So he was getting, he, that's what he was saying. He was getting pins in the bed and he was getting bit, pins in the bed by uh, more than one. So when I went to the house, again, I was wet behind the ears. Uh, I... He was getting gang raped by ghosts. Yeah. So it was like proper horror film. Again, how do you interpret... I can tell you, I'm trying to think of the area, but his house was built on olive... See, again, I question stuff, and I'm like... Did you question him when he was saying this? I knew that he uh, he was married, and his wife woke up and seen him pinned to the bed. And she jumped out of the bed, and she ran down the stairs, and the way he said, she ran out of the house and never come back. And she went back to live with her mother. So he She's was seen him pinned to the bed. Pinned to the bed, yeah. <clears throat> is this what he told you? This is what he said. And uh, so he was getting pinned or to the bed. Or was he crazy and she ran out of the house because he was a nut job? Uh, all <clears> of a sudden, <throat> I couldn't, can't really say that because, you know. What do you think, though, in, in your honest opinion? I think, uh, well, I seen stuff in the house. Did you see? So, okay. I actually, I mean, re- I seen a. You know, it's like the usual thing. I seen a monk walking through uh, the actual house and looking at me and smiling at me while I, because what I was doing, I was thinking, oh, what I'll do, because I thought this this guy's a bit off, mm. and I was saying to him, uh, you know, just come here, come here, sit down and relax. And what I'll do, I'll do uh, some reiki on you, yeah. and so I put my hands on on his uh, shoulders, and I was yeah. like doing like connecting with the spirit world and whatever and the reiki energy and then uh i opened my eyes and it just walked past and just smiled. What, what was it that walked past it was a monk but it was the horrible horrible looking it was just like an <clears throat> evil looking monk right uh and that was it but what had happened uh the house was built on it was a council house at the end of a a, a council row and uh he had been doing it up and yeah. basically, he'd laid the, uh, the the tiles in the kitchen, and he got up. He'd done it, and then he got up one morning, and there was a bump in the it's proper late poltergeist stuff. There was a bump in the tiles, and so what he done? He went, "What the heck's that?" So he he had to dig it all back up. Yeah. He got leveling compound. Yeah. Put the the tiles back down <clears> on <throat> it, and uh, that was it. Yeah. And then again, it bumped up. So what he thought, I'll have to dig this. So he, he dug it up. So he dug it all up and he got to a floor, another floor, which the house was built on Oliver Cromwell's encampments in on the outside of Manchester near the airport. Yeah. And so uh, that's where his house was built. Anyway, he, uh, he'd left this hole in the ground and that's when it, that's when it happened. Uh, so we had a big, huge Doberman, Doberman Pinscher, or not Doberman Pinscher, these black and brown, they had a big, huge dog. Yeah. And he had one of them. And uh, while, I'm, while I'm basically putting, doing Reiki on him, the dog was in the kitchen, locked away. And I'm like closing my eyes and like, you know, trying to connect and whatever, mm. open my eyes, see him, this book. Yeah. And the dog's going mad in the uh, kitchen. And then I said to him, is the dog all right in the kitchen? He said, yeah, don't worry about it. It's locked up. So I was just like trying to concentrate again. Da, 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 and he opened my eyes and I could hear it's rattling on the door. Next thing, the dog come running through the house. Yeah. Going for me because I'm over this man with my hands yeah. on his shoulders. And I said, the dog, the dog's out. And so what he done, 
he jumped up, grabbed all the dog, dragged the dog out into the kitchen. Yeah. And then he said, he sat back down and I was thinking, oh my God, what am I doing here? What, you know, and it, I was like younger, I was thinking, what am I doing here? They need to get an expert, they need to get somebody in. I was like really in panic now. Yeah. So I'm thinking, Reiki, doing Reiki. And I was like, oh, come on, James, get out of here. You've got to get out of here. <clears throat> and I'm like trying to work out how I'm going to get out. Yeah. And then the dog is still going mad in the kitchen yeah. and I said is the dog is the dog <clears throat> alright and he goes yeah don't worry I've locked the door he said I've, I've locked it with the key and right. I said right okay so I was carried on doing it and the dog's still going next thing I went I looked and the dog was out of the kitchen and it was running at me again yeah. and I said the dog's out again and he just like jumped up and I went oh. I said listen mate I said uh, I think I'm going to have to get and by now this fellow had gone the, it was just like dark yeah. energy it was it was in the winter as well so it was right. dark out at night <clears throat> and I just said listen mate I don't think I can do this. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I think we're going to have to get an expert in. I think we're going to have to get somebody in to do it. Uh, some like a demonologist or something like that. And did it? Yeah, I actually got somebody to, and apparently it cleared. Well, I don't know. He just basically, he never contacted me again. Right. And then you, changing from that, you will go, uh, I was in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was, I was an operations manager for a company and what I used to do was I used to do readings like twice a week, yeah. Tuesday and Thursday and used to meditate every day and whatever. And so I went into uh, went into one of these offices in Manchester because we had contracts in offices mm -hmm. and I went to an office and I was talking to one of the directors and uh, this man appeared in a white suit. It's just like Randall Lockhart moments and he normally spirits would talk, you know, I'd feel their energy. Yeah. And this guy just stood there and I was like, you know, come over so I can work out who yeah. you are. And uh, the director, uh, she said to me, cause I popped in cause we had staff and I popped in her yeah. office and she was saying to me, how do you stay so calm, relaxed, you know, in like such a stressful job. And I said, I just meditate. And she said, why do you meditate? I said, well, uh, and I thought, and this guy appeared and said, well, uh, I work as a, a psychic yeah. and she went, well, she said, what do you mean you work as a psychic? I said, well, I do readings on Tuesday and Thursday. I said, that's yeah. what I do. And I go to church, spiritually church and stuff. And uh, she said, is anything, as they all say, is there anything around me? And I went, well, actually, I said, there's a man here in a white suit. Yeah. And I said, but he, he's, he's dead strange. He's like, he won't come to me. Yeah. And uh, she said, what's he like? And I said, he's about this big. I said, he's... he's uh, I described him. Yeah. I said, but he's got a white suit. And I said, that's strange. And I said, like, trying to get him to come to me and say something to me. And then he went, he said a word to me. Yeah. And I went, he just said a word to me. <clears throat> and she said, what's the word? And I went, I said, I think he's made it up because I don't understand. I can't yeah. understand what the word is. I've yeah. never heard of the word. Yeah. And she said, well, what's the word? I said, molestation. And she went, oh, right. Okay. And I went, what, what's that mean? And she went, uh, that's me stepfather. I went, right. And he said, and he molested all, all of us, all the kids. And I went, oh, right. That's why the spirit world wouldn't let him come to me for me to touch him. But molestation, I just couldn't even work out what the word was. Yeah, yeah. And it was like molested uh, all the kids in the family. He, but, so that's the sort of the the, the less experience end. of the darker you know i've had i've had uh i've had people sort of 
refuse yeah. people. So, for instance, you know, you'll, uh, there was a lady, the four four sisters, and they booked me for readings yeah. at, at, what, at the house in, on the Wirral. Yeah. And I went and this man popped in and said, I've got this man. And I said, I feel like it's your father. No, I don't want to talk to him. And I went, uh, well, he's adamant. He wants to, uh, I'm not interested. Right. And I said, well, he's just, I don't care. Can you get somebody else? And I go, well, I can't dial. You know, I'll just I'll have to wait to <laughs> get somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, trying to do a reading. Yeah. But this man's like proper energy coming in. And then, so done, done what I could, stopped, did another one, yeah. done what I could, stopped. The last one came in was the oldest the oldest daughter. Right. And I said, uh, I've got to say to you, your dad's here. And I said, and he's, he's coming in. She said, let him in. And uh, I went, are you sure? She said, yeah, I don't want to tell him what I think of him. Yeah. And she just let loose. So yeah. it was like, I said, where is he here? And so she's like having the conversation with him, like abusing him. Yeah. And uh, he's like saying, oh, I'm awful sorry about what I've done. Yeah, I should yeah, never yeah. have done all this sort of stuff. And so that's the type of uh, sort of, you know, the negative things you get coming through. Less it's crazy, experience. man. It's a crazy subject. I mean, I don't know where, I mean... I've yet to see, I mean, I have faith that there, there is something. For me, it's difficult to like, because I've not had a personal experience with an entity on that's not physical. Mm. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm open-minded, man. I'm definitely well, open-minded to it. I mean, we, I've been doing uh, paranormal investigations for 21 years. Yeah. And you... You go to locations that are supposedly haunted, and sometimes it's when you if you see. I'm going to one. You know, we've got a show coming up um, in September, and later in September. Because I think this is going to go out in September, um, but it's like be, be out towards like the end of September, early October, and I've got so a paranormal investigators coming here. Then I'm going with them with the cameras to an apparently haunted location. Okay. And we're going to sort of see whether, see what, we'll see what happens. See I suppose. Get anything. Yeah. 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 I mean the, I've, that's what my job is. That's yeah. what my company is. We do paranormal events and, uh, but yeah, until when you're on a venue, when you're at a venue and then you see something as a medium, you think, you know, there's a man stood there. Yeah. And then a guest turns around and says, is there a man stood there or they see, yeah. they see something. That's when you start thinking, uh, you know, when other people start feeling and seeing yeah, the same yeah. thing, it's... Uh, it's weird. It's yeah. weird because you, then you've got somebody who can see it as well. Yeah. You know, Confirming you it, basically. You doubt, you doubt yourself. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, well, when you can't physically see something, it's you're relying on... Well, you're relying on belief, aren't you? Yeah. James, thank you so much, mate. No this problem. has been brilliant. Thank, thank you. you.